the Lord. Praise the Lord. This ministry is coming to you from Gulf Coast Christian Connection. Gulf Coast Christian Connection here on the Mississippi Gulf Coast where we bring you the best in Christian education, Christian entertainment, and Christian talk. And what we've been doing over the last few weeks is we've been showing tribute to various uh, individuals and organizations around the coast. Just letting them know that we're thinking about them and that we are very happy that they're doing their inspirational um activities whatever they're doing during this time but they do it all the time and and it's all for the name of the lord and the name of the lord that that he goes forth that his name go forth his activity goes forth and so forth but you know today we're going to be talking about something that's very important within the christian community and that is leadership leadership in the christian community is very important at this time and in order to have proper leadership you must have those in position that know what they're doing and able to make the hard calls that's right the hard calls each and every day concerning the flock you know jesus jesus said that uh, uh the shepherd he's a shepherd he's a good shepherd but within that ram he have under shepherds too and and they play a very important role within the day-to-day -day operations of the christian church and we're going to be looking at one of the most what i think is one of the, the most prestigious leadership teams on the Mississippi Gulf Coast and their and our and their primary objective is to amplify hope across the coast by connecting people to life in Jesus. That's what we trying to that's what we doing here at First Baptist Church Gulfport. And today we have one of the most exciting leaders that I know. I mean it's like He's carrying the whole weight of the church along with the lead pastor and the deacons and other leadership and staff of the church. And that's none other than Pastor Eric Smith. How are you doing today, Pastor Eric Smith? Hey, Aaron, I'm doing well, thank you. And what a, uh, what a great introduction. Um, certainly appreciate you and Dawn and what your ministry, New Dawn Community Network, uh, brings to our overall coastal community because you're helping us amplify the hope that we find only in Jesus. And I've got to say that we truly do, uh, Aaron, have, um, you know, obviously I'm biased. I'm a pastor on staff at First Baptist Gulfport. We have an amazing group of uh, uh, leaders at the church, uh, both on staff and volunteer. Uh, and I include our, in our leadership core, you and Don, the passion that you bring for Jesus the passion you bring for people to understand who they are in Jesus. So, um, and you're helping us to continue to amplify the hope we find only in him through the ministry that you do. And I thank you. You help us uh, get the message broadcast every week as you um, uh, produce for us uh, one of our worship services and get that on a cable channel for us. And Aaron, I'm ashamed. I should know what cable channel that is. Tell, remind uh, me. Channel, what it six, is. channel 68 in Gulfport. Uh, yes. Gulfport Long yeah. Beach area. Uh, we do that Thank every week. Uh, before we before we get into our discussion about church leadership and and the role that you and Pastor and the other church leaders are playing um, in keeping things together during this time, let's have a look at this from Sunday. Sure. Father in heaven, we thank you so much that in Christ we are never alone. And during this time of being alone in quarantine, some by ourselves, some with family, may we sense this truth in Scripture more fully than ever before, that in Christ we're never alone. We thank you for the promise in your word that you'll never leave us, that you will never forsake us. Help us live this out today. Amen and amen. Right now, all across our world, there are battles being fought. Battles against a strange and unseen virus. Maybe some of you are fighting battles against fear and anxiety and loneliness. Well, Christ has defeated every enemy, including death. And when he fights with you, you will be an overcomer and never be defeated. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. 
you to continue worshiping with us as we sing about how great our Lord is. So would you sing with us?
Amen, bro. Eric, you know, you know, you know, in the scriptures, it says that before the warriors went before the warriors went forth and before everybody went forth, they sent the songsters, the singers, the psalmists. And you can't do it without that bringing people into that that um, atmosphere of worship to the Lord. So, yeah, I love that the psalmist tells us that the Lord inhabits the praises of his people. So you're so right, Aaron. There is there's power in the praise of God's people, lifting him high and glorifying him. And I love that initial song that uh, that, that you led into that last piece with uh, when it looks like we're surrounded. We're surrounded by you. We're surrounded by God. He, he fights our battles. That's right. Um, and, you know, that was from Sunday service. I was Sunday virtual service. Um, yes. and, and, and it was very inspirational. You know, Meredith can really sing. Yes, she can. She can sing. No, she, we, we say sing, but she can sign. <laughs> she can throw down. I love that. She, she can sign. Yes. Yeah. She is definitely a song bird. So yes. let's start the discussion. Hey, it's yours. It's all yours. All you got to do is just okay. start the talking, and I'll let you know when we'll do a little break so you can catch yourself. Okay. But uh, right now, it's all up to you. So you, what you need to talk about leadership. Yeah, hey, thank you for that, Aaron, and I appreciate what you've been offering virtually for years now um, through your broadcast ministry and through your social ministry, uh, media ministry. Um, you know, we all of a sudden, and I say we, really the church universal, the, the worldwide church, um, we found ourselves in this place of being asked not to meet in a room together because of the potential to spread a virus. And, um, you know, that, that, that forced all of us, I think, collectively, Christians and Christian leaders now, to take a step back. Hey, Eric. And, um, yes. Eric, now, I, I, I forgot to tell you, we are streaming live to Facebook. So if there's anybody out there that you want to put a post or maybe they want to ask you a question or something other, we can put that up real time. Put that okay. post up real time so you can look at it. So I don't know if yes. you sent the message out telling somebody to watch or whatever the case may be. But um, if they do, they can also post and I can bring that yes. post up and you can see it. Yeah, that's wonderful. I, I shared it out to, to my page, Aaron. So. Uh, hey, if you're watching this, welcome. Thanks for joining us in the middle part of your morning. Um, and certainly you can um, just follow that link there to, uh, to New Dawn uh, Communications to that, that uh, Facebook page. And if you'll post a comment there, uh, Aaron will see that. And we just want to make this an interactive time. So, yes, thank you for that, Aaron. And, yeah, and yeah, remember, yeah, put a post, have them put a post in there because we want to see we want their comments, too, because yeah. this is an interactive thing. Yes, thank you. And, and Aaron, and you're pointing out one way uh, that we, you know, it's, it's, we've, we've been using right uh, Facebook Live and and posting on Facebook Live for a while now, but in a different sense that we find ourselves not being able to assemble together. So, uh, like I was saying, collectively, the worldwide church, we found ourselves in this posture of not being able to move into common worship spaces physically and relying uh, really on virtual space and. And, you know, one of the discussions I've seen out there, and Aaron, I'm sure you've seen this too, um, what about the uh, admonition, the instruction we receive in Hebrews, you know, to not forsake the assembling of ourselves together. Um, and, and I thought that, uh, you know, you and I might just kind of riff on that for a minute. Uh, what, what does it mean to assemble yourselves together? And uh, in the most literal sense, it does mean that on a regular basis, we, we need each other. God designed us for community that we should be moving into a common space, spending time together, honoring, glorifying God together through song, uh, praying together, uh, exercising the giftedness that God has given us to strengthen the body uh, together, um, and also to gather around God's word, to feast on his word, um, and to encourage and admonish and instruct, and yes, even rebuke where uh, it's appropriate, uh, all uh, speaking from the truth of God's word. So, um, are we meeting together when we only meet virtually? Um, and, and I would say that, that, that we are. Um, and of course, we've been forced into this posture. And 
Um, you know, are we being disobedient to the word where in Hebrews 12, we're told not to forsake the assembling. Uh, and I think that is worthy of us spending some time just kind of thinking through that. Um, certainly Jesus summed up the commands this way, right? When he was asked, hey, what is the greatest commandment? He said that the first is to love God with everything, uh, your heart, your mind, your soul, um, your body. And then he said, and the second is like it. It's to love your neighbor. Um, and so, you know, we do believe um, a conclusion that I've reached and leadership at First Baptist Gulfport is a way that we're loving our neighbor is by honoring our leaders and medical professionals that say one of the best ways we know to to eliminate the spread of this virus is to really um, limit the number of people that we're meeting with and to engage in physical distancing um, and to shelter in place. So uh, we're loving our neighbor by doing that, even as we live in this wonderful age that we can meet together virtually. So thank you, Aaron. You showed a couple of the uh, now, worship now, clips. Now, now let, let, me, let, me, let me interject in here. You brought up the facts yes. about uh, forsaking not the assembly. And, yes. Yes. And, and when we say that or when the Bible says that, you know, it's something very, um, very, very enlightening about that. He say forsake not the assembly. That's right. He did. He didn't. He was not talking about a building. That's if right. I'm not mistaken. He was talking about the fellowship and That's however correct. and however you can fellowship one with another, then therefore yep. you are not forsaking the assembly. So That's right. in this time, we're just finding new ways because, yes. you know, it's, it says the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof and, and all Amen. that dwell there in it. So therefore, when, when, when we see what's going on now and for yeah. many of years, I, I think the church or believers have been on a negative side of um, Internet interaction or remote interaction and stuff and this is yeah. a way for the lord to show us that he has a new he has a way because everything that there is is his you know that's right and he wants yeah. us as believers to use it to its fullest capacity so i think yes. that's what we're doing right now with this virtual thing we're showing the world that we are able to continue on regardless of the situation or the circumstances amen because we we, we know that, um, that we prevail right through Christ and we'll prevail through this, uh, this period of history we find ourselves in. And, and Aaron, thank you for really honing in there on Hebrews uh, 10, 25. Uh, it's such a, a powerful little verse there. And I love the nuance that you brought out. Uh, and the King James does read, uh, forsaking not the assembly. I do love the NIV. You know, the Greek is so rich. And so you read the different translations and get the different flavors that can be included in the, the Greek wording. And the NIV, actually, uh, they translate it not giving up meeting together. And I thought it was marvelous the way you just talked about, um, you know, there's the, the virtual opportunities we have. Because right now, Aaron, you and I, we're meeting together, right? Um, we're not in the same room, but we're meeting together. And when the body of, of, of believers all across this, this world are gathering um, around, you know, virtual worship services, they are meeting together first with those folks in their homes and then across, you know, the virtual world with their like-minded uh, brothers and sisters in Christ. And, and Aaron, you and I have both benefited from being in smaller circles. You know, it's interesting. We read the life of Jesus and we see him interacting with crowds. Uh, you, you know, we see some of his, the miracles of Jesus, right, including feeding thousands uh, with just a few fishes and a few loaves. Um, but always, I mean, the regular rhythm of Jesus' life and ministry included retreating, first of all, to be by himself with the Lord, to really gain his strength, to be by himself with his father. Uh, but then he had that that close circle of followers, his apostles, the disciples that he gathered with. Um, so we know it's it's important that we gather in big uh, meetings, if you will, um, and then also to get together in smaller meetings to really dig into God's word, to really hold each other accountable, to really experience the uh, the, the the healthiness, the spiritual healthiness of community. And uh, my, I, I, I I'm interested in this wirecast rendezvous that you're piping me in through and i know another 
uh, virtual tool that we've discovered uh, is Zoom meetings. And we've been hearing a lot about Zoom meetings um, because it seems that everybody's using Zoom meetings these days. Our life groups, our Sunday school classes are meeting weekly via Zoom meetings. So we've got groups anywhere from 70 to, you know, five or six uh, in, in meetings. They're gathering around God's word. They're praying for each other. They're checking in on one another. They're encouraging each other. So um, it, it, it's been an eye opener for me, Aaron. I mean, yeah. I, I'm up. Well, you know, you know, uh, being having a background in broadcast media, multimedia broadcast media, and working at WLOX and stuff, I'm kind of into the professional side of it to make it look good. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, yeah. And, and that's why we we over the years have gotten involved with this format so that we mm -hmm. can make it look professional in an aspect of, hey, people looking at it, they say, man, that's just like it is on television, man, it's pretty cool. Um, I tell you what, I want you to hold that thought right there, okay. and when we come back, when we come back, I want you to give us a little history of Eric Smith. Okay? Yeah, I look forward to it. Yes, All sir. All right. Well, good morning again. Thank you for inviting us into your home as well. We're honored that we get to worship with you during this time together. If you're looking for strength, if you're looking for hope, we believe that we find that in Christ Jesus. Would you sing these words with us and lean in to Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. He is the one. He is Christ alone. Let's sing this song together. Stay. 
Christ, you know, hey, without him, we can't do anything, but with him, we can do what? All, all things, things, everything, all That's things, right. everything yes. we have, because he's our way, our means, and our being, and without yes. him, we can't do anything. The scriptures even say that he has his hand on us, and he will keep us and guide us continuously in his way. You know, he, he uh, Jesus made a statement. He said, my sheep know my voice, and they will not follow a stranger. Talk to me about Eric Smith. Tell me some history. Give me some history about him. <clears throat> well, Aaron, look, Eric Smith is a Florida boy that transplanted to Mississippi and never, never looked back. So I uh, grew up in the central part of Florida. Uh, I'm a proud Florida State University grad um, and began a career out of college with the American Automobile Association. Thankful for my six years uh, in that organization where I went through their management training and became a divisional manager. I like so much of my preparation for life and even ministry came through uh, that, that first uh, career path that I was on. So, um, you know, that career was going so very well, but even from the time I was a teenager, really sensed that God had called me into pastoral ministry. Um, honestly, struggled with that some because, uh, you know, I, I just uh, had an idea in my own heart and mind of what I thought that my life should be and, and the, the path that it should take. And so I'm, I honored God with his help and by his grace with my life, uh, but was running from that call and did through college and even early into my career. And uh, thankfully, God had some strong mentors. And, oh, Aaron, we all need mentors uh, in our lives. So through a couple of very strong mentors came to a place of just really recognizing what a, what a privilege it, it, it was for God to, um, you know, be, be calling me into ministry. And, oh, by the way, I believe that all followers of Jesus are ministers. Uh, some of us, um, you know, have the privilege of, of taking care of our families through ministry. And it really is a privilege. And I think it's a high accountability. So about six years into that career with AAA, came to a place of uh, recognizing that I could continue my, my career path. It was going well. Um, but really sensed that God was pulling me, calling me in another direction. So um, I left that career and, and got into seminary and, and um, pursued some seminary education to prepare for the pastoral ministry. Um, it was while I was at New Orleans Baptist Theological Seminary over in New Orleans that I met my wife. Um, what a blessing. Uh, we'll be married 20 years this summer. Um, and, you know, I, I look back, reflect back on my life, I, I feel like, much of my ministry preparation, I mean, leaving my career and going to seminary uh, was for the purpose of God uh, partnering me up with my life and ministry partner in Rhonda. So um, we, we um, I finished up my seminary there and we went off to Iowa. Yes, Iowa, this Florida boy took a Mississippi girl to uh, the middle part of our country. Uh, we lived two years in Sigourney, Iowa. We loved the people up there. We were part of getting a church started there. Um, and as we started our family, so we had um, became pregnant with our first son while we were there, uh, just out of the blue, a church in Gauchet, uh, Mississippi, right here on the coast, called me. Uh, the chairman of the pastor search team said he'd heard my name and he wanted my resume. And I, I you know, delightful guy, kind of laughed. I said, I, well, I, you know, I don't know why you want to talk to me. We're just getting started here in Iowa. So he said, well, I, you know, if you would just consider uh, sending us some information, we, we just feel strongly we should be considering you. So, uh, you know, how do you turn that kind of invitation down? So, Ron and I prayed about it. I sent my resume, and then they called me back and said, we really want you to consider coming down in view of a call. I said, oh, my goodness, I really don't know you guys. Uh, you don't know me. 
uh, I, I just don't think this is what God's doing. So long and short, we wound up being down here uh, Christmas of 01 um, on the coast from Iowa. And they asked I would just come be a guest speaker at the church, Martin Bluff Baptist Church. Love that church over in Gauthier. So um, I, I came down and spent time with Rhonda's family and then preached. And so one thing led to another. And by that summer, summer of 02, we uh, um, moved to the coast of Mississippi and have not looked back. Uh, I've had the privilege of pastoring over there for six and a half years. Uh, I was part of starting a church in Ocean Springs served as a hospice chaplain with the senior health systems in their um, um, hospice of light. Did that full time for three years. Um, man, talk about really uh, deepening your walk with the Lord and connecting deeply with people. You know, hospice is such a wonderful ministry and program um, for a person to be admitted to hospice. They have to have a terminal diagnosis with a limited life expectancy of six months or less. So was a part of um, helping many people make that journey to the other side. Um, certainly experienced the beauty of a saint, a beauty of someone that is strong in the relationship with Jesus, that's accepted him, uh, leave this world for the next. Also experienced the, the, the pain, some of the agony of, of those without that eternal hope that comes only from Jesus, uh, making the passage from this life to the next. Uh, so that, that that deepened me. Um, it formed me spiritually. It's, it, it, it kind of makes me a little emotional as I think back on it. And so um, Rhonda and I and the boys, I've got two sons, uh, Graham and Jeffrey. We um, came to a place of, of believing that the ministry God was calling me to was that hospice ministry. So uh, five years ago, right now, as a matter of fact, uh, March of 2015, we, we came into First Baptist Golf Court for the first time looking for a new church home, anticipating I would be a hospice chaplain until Jesus uh, came to call me home. Um, one thing led to another, and Pastor Jimmy reached out to me and said, Eric, I really believe that, that we could use you and your leadership on our church uh, staff. And so Ron and I you know, prayed about that, obviously went through the process and got open the door. And um, Aaron, we've not looked back. And I'm, I, I couldn't be in the that's in brief and forgive me for going on and on about myself, but you ask. Um, so really, you know, my life is just a testimony to God being faithful, even when I've not been right to the place of calling me uh, into pastoral ministry at first golf court five years ago. Um, and, and you know, this Aaron, because this is an urgency that you have. Um, you know, there's, there's so much potential at first golf court. I just have such a holy unrest um, about our our um, redemptive impacts. I believe God's got more for us, um, and I'm excited to see what he's going to do through us as together. We just walk by faith and try new things, even you know, being in this virtual realm like we never have been before, uh, because Aaron, bottom line, every day we we interact with people that need the hope of Jesus. Um, and, and we have that hope and we've been given that hope not to hoard it to ourselves, but to give it away. And I, I'm just gonna let me brag on your wife for a moment because oh. she has taught me so much about giving that hope away. Um, if, if someone's watching and, and you're thinking, I'm not really sure how I, could, how I can share my faith, you track Dawn Stanbury down because that is a woman that so naturally shares her faith that it humbles me. Uh, if she's standing in the Walmart checkout line and, and if she can see a way God's opening the door for her to give a word of hope that comes through Jesus, she does that. Um, so, so bottom line, I'm, I'm humbled that God has enabled me to uh, devote my life uh, to sharing the hope that comes through, through Christ. And Aaron, again, thank you for the part that you're doing in it to include inviting me to be here with you today uh, to just talk about the Lord um, and, and who he is and what he's doing in our lives and what he desires to do for everyone because the gift that he offers is available to everybody. You know, he, he does not discriminate, right? He, he poured out his wrath on his son, Jesus. And we remember that in a special way this time of year. I mean, we're in Holy Week. So just um, Sunday, we celebrated Jesus being 
perceived as the triumphal king. And, and so those same people that were shouting Hosanna on that day, he entered Jerusalem on that donkey uh, within a week were shouting crucify him. And the reality is all of us were in that crowd shouting crucify him. And Jesus willingly laid down his life so that he might pay our sin debt um, and, and forgiveness is available to everyone that would come to the end of themselves and say, I've messed up, I've sinned, I, 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 don't, I can't do this on my own. It, it takes that humbling uh, before God. And when you do that, he, he becomes a lifter of your head. Um, he desires the very best for you and he wants relationship with you and he's made it possible through Jesus. So we do remember that he was crucified um, as, a, as a, a criminal, the most heinous of criminals, a, a brutal death on the cross, um, and was laid in a grave dead, the God-man, the one who was there when all the world as we know it was called into creation, uh, was laid in a tomb, a borrowed tomb, dead. But three days later, he took up his life and he lives. And he's now seated at the right hand of the Father, making um, uh, intercession, interceding on behalf of all of us that by his grace are his followers or his children. So uh, Aaron, more than you asked for, but my heart's just so full as I've been thinking about, you know, Christ and, and what he's done for us uh, this Holy Week, especially uh, just desire for everyone to live in the fullness of who Jesus is. And that's his desire for us. That's the amazing thing to me about this God that we serve, is, he's so good that he bridged the divide um, by, by taking on flesh and doing something no one of us could do. He lived a perfect life so that he could become our sacrifice and uh, become the forgiver of our sins and make eternal life possible. And Aaron, you know this, eternal life is not just something we experience in the by and by. Eternal life, according to John 17, uh, is knowing God and his son whom he sent. So it's having a, a connection, a relationship with God. You know, Jesus think, makes that. I, I think that a lot of times we do think think about that, Eric. We think about yeah. uh, people saying that, well, we won't know eternal life until the by and by, until after right. we've departed. Yeah. But the, the scripture says, once you receive him as your Lord and Savior, yeah. and you are put to death, the old yes. man, and you become yes. a new man a new person yeah. and, and, and in becoming that new person, you then at that moment inherit eternal life. In other words, you become yes. an eternal being at, at that yeah. time. Now people are, uh, will argue and whatever the case they may want to be say, well, we still in the flesh. No, because once we cross over or once, once we uh, uh, come into the kingdom of accepting Christ, then that's why, that's why I say we should have the mind of Christ. Yes. And Christ yeah. thought on the supernatural rather than the natural level. Yes. And so there are uh, yeah. a lot of things. A, a lot, you know, what you're saying, I'm sorry for, for interrupting you. No, no problem. I, yeah. So, you know, you, what you're saying reminds me of Romans 6, right, which is such a powerful passage from Paul. And, of course, the Apostle Paul was responsible for writing most of the New Testament as we have it. And, and uh, you, you know, there were those that accused him of being a free grace guy, right, that said, well, Oh my goodness. So if, if God through Christ died for your sins and by grace were forgiven of sins, then we should sin all the more so that we can get that much more grace. And in Romans six, you know, Paul under the leadership of the Holy spirit, it, it, we have this inspired writing from God, right? We said, what should we say then? Should we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid, how shall we who are dead to sin, live any longer therein for as many of the, for as many of us as were baptized into death with christ we've been raised to newness of life to walk you better with him. you better watch out there eric you're gonna start preaching after a while <laughs> <laughs> yes well i mean you just sparked that thought and it's so true aaron there's so many christians that live in defeat um and god with such crystal clarity in his word um you know shows us who we are in, in Corinthians, we're told that uh, in Christ, we become a new creation. All things pass away. Behold, all things are becoming new. Um, and, and you also touched on a very important point. You know, so much of our defeat begins with defeated thinkings. You know, I've heard it referred to as stinking thinking, right? 
Um, and that's why it's, it's, it's very important that we take every thought captive to Christ so that we fully embrace who we are in him. Um, uh, you know, and, and God desires our victory and he achieved that victory on the cross and we can and should walk and live in that victory. Um, it, it, it makes me think of God's commission to Joshua after Moses had died, right? And, and so he's commissioning Joshua as a new leader. He said, be strong and courageous, right? Um, or I, I, I am with you and I desire your victory uh, is I believe how one translation renders it. So we're winners in Christ. Amen. Now, Eric, yeah. now we can go all day long. Yes. Yeah. But we have been into this about 45 minutes. Man. <laughs> so, 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 so we're going to wrap this thing up and, and, and then uh, maybe we can get the pastor on and talk to him about some things that, you know, just various leaders around the church or just regular yes. members, you know, I'm, uh, we, we, we doing this in order to, to interact with people and, and, and yes. let them get that virtual feeling and let them know that just because we can't get to the church, we are still accessible to the individuals yes. within the church. So with that, what we're going to do, we're going to close it out with that first song, that Meredith song. How about that? Powerful one. Yes. All right. And I am Minister Aaron Stanbury, and I am here coming to you from the studios of Gulf Coast, Gulf Coast Christian Connection here on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. And we are proud today to have had uh, Executive Pastor Eric Smith with us and show that he is very truly a leader in getting things done and once again if you want to contact me you can contact me at msgcc.org or my email address aaron at msgcc.org also my facebook page um is also listed here it is www.facebook.com slash msgccc uh, and if you're wondering what that means, that means Mississippi Gulf Coast Christian Connection. We're here to connect the Gulf Coast with Christians throughout everything. So until that, until the next time, wait a minute, let me go back and see Eric here for a minute. Hey, Eric. Yes, sir. How about close us out in a prayer? I would love to. Let's pray together. Join me. God, thank you. And thank you for the goodness you've shown us through your son, Jesus. Father, thank you for Aaron and Dawn and their faithfulness in serving you and, and amplifying hope, God, through the giftedness you've given them. And Father, I do pray for anyone that um, just happens upon this Facebook live cast or uh, the, the video and are able to log in, that they'd be encouraged, God, encouraged in their faith. And thank you for the way that we ended this time together with Aaron reminding us that um, we truly are victors in Christ. So God, I pray that we would walk in that victory, uh, and especially as we are in this Holy Week together and we remember that Jesus laid down his life and took it up again, and that tomb is empty. So uh, thank you for an empty tomb. Thank you for a, a living Savior, Father. Thank you for the victory that we have through Jesus. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Aaron. Well, good morning again. Thank you for inviting us into your home as well. We're honored that we get to worship with you during this time together. If you're looking for strength, if you're looking for hope, we believe that we find that in Christ Jesus. Would you sing these words with us and lean in to Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. He is the one. He is Christ alone. Let's sing this song together. Yeah.
Yeah. <laughs> 